Eagles Entertainment. Welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. I'm at the Novacare Complex, and we're getting ready for prime time. Thursday night football. The NFC East, it's still the name of a division that has been wretched this year. We all know that. Everybody watched Dallas get blown out by the Arizona Cardinals on Monday night. So the door is still wide open for a 1-4-1 Philadelphia Eagles team that hosts the New York Giants on Thursday night football. We'll talk about this game, this series, one that the Eagles have absolutely dominated. Overall, the Eagles have won 88 games. The Giants have won 86 games, a couple of ties in this series. Um, But how about this? Eight straight wins for the Eagles, 20 of 24 in the series, dating back to 2008 for the Eagles. And a win on Thursday night would be so huge with all of these injuries that the Eagles have had. And with an offense that goes into Thursday night lacking some big-time weapons, Zach Ertz among them, Miles Sanders as well, a win, no matter how ugly it might be, would go a long way to putting the Eagles back toward the top of the division. Three straight games against the NFC East right here, right now. The Giants, and then a little mini bye week, at least a bye weekend, and then the Cowboys come to town, and then at the Giants following a full bye week, by which time the Eagles might be a little bit healthier than they've been here. So many injuries. All right, today in the podcast, we are going to get a look at the New York Giants, our first look at them. They've played much better football of late. Their first victory, snapping a six-game losing streak, came on Sunday against the Washington football team. So we'll go and check out the Giants in just a bit. We'll also visit with running back Boston Scott, who figures to get some more touches. So productive last year. Hasn't been quite the case this season. But that's kind of the general tone of the Eagles offense. Let's begin our Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group with our weekly one-on-one head coach, Doug Peterson. Hi, everyone, and welcome. It's our weekly one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson presented by Wawa and Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Coach, short week this week. I have a little theory I want to begin with. With you know, If I'm crazy, please be honest with me and tell me. All right. <laughs> I believe that for the NFL, basically the first six weeks of the season serve as the preseason, okay? No, no OTAs, no preseason games. Try to find out what you are. But in the case of the Eagles, with so many injuries, especially on the offensive line and so forth, you can't really find it. So do you agree with that theory in any way? I, I, I agree with it to some extent. Um, you know, the only problem with it is that the first six games um, count <laughs> yeah, right. uh, from, a, from a win-loss standpoint, and that's probably the, the only real difference. I, I do think that, you know, yeah, some teams are obviously having a lot of success around the league, you know, offensively, defensively, and, and all of that, and some some – you know, or are, are, are like us, but you know, you're, you're still kind of figuring out, but you know, I, I'm encouraged by, by what we have, you know, currently who, who the guys that are playing the young players that are playing for us. And so I'm encouraged by that. And, you know, we've played some really good teams here the last couple of weeks and, and, you know, we, we've moved the ball, we've scored points, you know, but we just, we just got to learn how to finish a little bit better. And, and sometimes with young players, that's easier said than done, and, and we got to make sure that we continue to to focus on that and and uh, you know finish finish these games a little bit better. 
game is only a few hours away here. What is the process of actually getting the team ready for Thursday night in terms of practice, meeting time, and making any sort of alterations to the playbook to the, uh, with, with players that you may not uh, really have a chance to see on the practice field? Yeah, the, you know, the biggest thing is this week is it's about mental preparation. Um, you know, we can't necessarily do all the physical because, you know, we just played a game here here a few hours, you know, ago, really. So it's all about the mental preparation. And then the players have to do their part, right? They got to they, – their, their physical preparation is more about, you know, rest and nutrition, hydration, making sure their bodies are right, getting, getting lift in, conditioning, whatever they got to do, you know, to be, be ready for a, for a Thursday night game and – and and so you know so it's really it's really you know twofold that way and so we spend these you know these first couple of days preparing them more mentally to what they're going to see uh, from a you know scheme standpoint in in this game. Doug, are we going to see some young players? Do you think who are going to just because they've got an opportunity to play, they're going to emerge as maybe something that you didn't expect, kind of like what Travis has done at wide receiver. I, I think so. You know, uh, you know, it, it, again. You know, when when you don't have the preseason that we had to really kind of evaluate and see how these young young players can play, now we're we're kind of seeing you know who we have, and and uh, that part is obviously encouraging. And I think as we move forward, you know, we're going to ask these players to play more, and 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 I think the more they play, the more they'll understand the game, how to play the game, how to have that sense of urgency when they take the field, and and really really be in positions to make plays, and 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 you know part of the you know, philosophy around here is, is we don't have to go chasing the play. It's it's just when the play comes to you, meaning with the ball comes your direction, just make the play, whether that's a tackle or a catch or a run or even on special teams, just make the plays that come to you. But I do think that some of our young players will continue to emerge uh, as this season, season, season goes on. One of the most anonymous players on the roster, all of a sudden he scores a touchdown on Sunday. Tell me who Jason Kroom is. What is he and who is he and what do you expect from him? You know, Jason. Jason's a guy that you know he he is a veteran player. He, he's he's been you know a guy that's been in this league. He understands you know how how to play the game. Uh, really like his athleticism. Uh, he, he's a smart guy, so he's he's picking up our our offense extremely well. Been with us now a couple of weeks. He's had an opportunity the last two games to be active. You know, probably more so uh, you know special teams, but but given an opportunity. Uh, this past weekend, he goes in and, and he makes a play for for the touchdown. He he just knows, you know. And Justin, just, Coach Peel does a great job of preparing, you know, all the tight ends in uh, in, in the game plan each week. But um, and, and then we can we can also kind of keep things specific for guys. And so with a guy like Jason, we want to make sure that he understands his role, uh, but give him a a few plays where he can go in and and and, and execute. And, and he did that, uh, you know, last weekend. Doug, how would you evaluate what Jalen Hurts has done and what you look forward to getting from him in the offense the rest of the way? Well, I, I think Jalen uh, has, with him and Carson on the field at the same time, it definitely presents, you know, an issue, I think, for for, for defenses, for our opponents. Uh, we've had some success, whether he's been the quarterback or lined up at receiver. Uh, you know, so it's it's, it's plays that we got to continue uh, evolving. I, I think with him, it gives us, um, especially where we are, if you know, if, if Miles is available or not. I mean, it just gives us another ability to run the football with, with a little bit of success. So, you know, things we're going to continue to explore. I think Press does a great job with, with putting these together uh, with him and his skill set. And uh, you know, again, it's it's been successful, and 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 we'll continue that uh, you know each week.
You spoke very proudly of the team on Sunday after a loss. Can you go into detail more about what made you proud about this football team? You know, uh, it, it's tough to win games in the National Football League, and, you know, I, I, I have to kind of sit back and, you know, especially after the game Sunday, um, and, and to really see the disappointment in the eyes of the players, you know, and it just goes to show you how hard they work during the week. And when we know we're not, we know we're not at full strength, but you know what? That's not an excuse. It'll never be an excuse around here. It's always been the next man up mentality. And they battled to the end. I mean, you know, we're down to a, uh, you know, Brett Toth and it's, it's really nothing against him. He, he, he just got on the team. He, he'd only, you know, I don't think he took any reps at, at tackle during the week. And yet, you know, he's, he's playing right tackle at the end when, when we needed it the most, obviously, and put a couple drives together to score. You know, and, and, and Zach Ertz comes out of the game, so Rich Rod is in there. Jason Kroom is in there. You know, you're, you know, Boston's in there. So you, and then you look on the defensive side and the guys that are back in there playing, some of the young linebackers. And I just, I just looked at their eyes, and I, just, I could tell and I could see the disappointment that we should have won that football game, and, and, and we didn't. And, and so we battled, and we hung in there. And that, to me, was what made me the most proud of this football team is how we um, – we stuck together. We didn't point fingers. We rallied around each other. Um, yeah, we came up a little bit short. Uh, there are no moral victories, as I said, in this league. But um, very proud of the way they uh, handled themselves and handled, uh, you know, handled the adversity. Doug, it's the Giants on Thursday night, the first of two NFC East games, divisions wide open. New head coach with the Giants. What do they do well? Have you had, really had much time to dig into them, actually? Yeah, we just started the process, you know, um, here recently. Um, you know, they, they've, they've, they themselves are, are dealing with some injuries, uh, some key positions, but, you know, again, defensively, um, you know, a, a coordinator that we've seen in the past, obviously he's, he's got the new England roots. He, he was in Miami last year. Um, you know, so it's, it's an aggressive style of, of defense and they, they keep everything in front of them and they, they rally to the football and make plays. They're, they're an opportunistic defense. They've created turnovers here the last couple of weeks that have really helped, you know, themselves be in position to, like us, try to win games at the end. And, and uh, offensively, they got a young, you know, dynamic quarterback that can, they can get hot, can get uh, streaky and, and do some good things there. And, and uh, you know, they got some receivers that can, that can really, you know, get after it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good test for us. You know, it's a, an, a NFC East. It doesn't matter if everybody's healthy or not. It's, it's the NFC East. It's the New York Giants. It's always a good football game. It's a hard-fought game and something that we're looking forward to on Thursday. And finally, Doug, I'd like to get into the philosophy of Doug Peterson, which hasn't changed really since you've been here. You go for it a lot on fourth down. You go for a lot of two-point conversions, and you still get questioned about it. But I want you to talk about the philosophy of it. Is it all analytics-based? Is it gut-based? Is it just being an aggressive coach? It's both. It's both analytics and gut feel. And and quite frankly, I I... I you know, um, as, as a decision maker, as a play caller, I want to, I want to give our team the best opportunities, you know, to, to win football games. And, and if that means we're going to go for it on fourth down or a two point conversion early in a football game and look, I know the two point conversion wasn't a success, you know, uh, obviously the first one in the game the other day, but a week ago or two weeks ago, it was against the 49ers and it, and it turned out to be the deciding factor in that game. So, you know, it's 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 something that I'm going to maintain. I'm obviously going to look at, you know, the analytical side and, and and definitely see what the numbers say and what the probability of of it is to give us the best chance to win. And and I think that 
the players respond to that. They they want a coach that's aggressive. They want a they want a coach that helps put them in position to be successful and and, and win games and and um, you know that's the mindset of of me and 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 really uh, the entire team. Last one. How many roughly two point plays do you have at your disposal? I mean, are we talking five, ten, fifteen? I mean, what do you? How many do you have? Typically, we go into a game with you know with maybe two runs, two throws, and 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 then and then we have our our plus five red zone plays, and so there could be you know another uh, seven or eight plays there uh, that that we can go into, and and then if there's something that you know uh, we need to draw upon, maybe something that we ran last week that we've got time on task. If we need something, we can we can draw on that uh, and, and 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 pull that. So you know we're always going to have you know opportunities in games to. Uh, you know, have a two-point conversion and, and uh, uh, pull it out at any time. Love it. Coach Doug Peterson, our weekly one-on-one presented by Wawa. Good luck on Thursday night, the first of two games in the NFC East. Let's get back to the top of the division. Thanks so much, Doug. Thank you, Dave. What are the Eagles going to do to run the football behind a once-again remade offensive line? And with Miles Sanders hurt, with Zach Ertz hurt, um, going to be interesting to see what the approach is in this game against a pretty good Giants front. Boston Scott last season was a revelation down the stretch. Helped the Eagles win the NFC East, four straight wins. NFC Offensive Player of the Week as the Eagles wrapped up the regular season. He scored three touchdowns against the Giants. A lot of success. Has not been the case quite so far this year. Defense is certainly very well aware of number 35. He is my guest here in this Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, one-on-one with Boston Scott. Hi, Boston. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good, good. Hey, what's what's it like coming back after, what, three days of rest and getting ready yeah. for a Thursday night game? <laughs> Not, um, man, Coach Ted has done a great job of making sure that, you know, we, we've gone through some recovery rotations and, you know, making sure we take, we're taking care of our bodies because it's a quick turnaround. But, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty smooth. Not for me, but we've been getting it in. For fans who don't understand, what does your body feel like after a game? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it feels like you've been hit by a car <laughs> or something like that, man. It feels like yeah, it's just it's just a, a massive strain on the body, you know, a lot of soreness, uh, just fatigue in general. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a lot. And so, Boston, what's your secret sauce? Are you a, are you a cold tub, massage, uh, acupuncture? Like, what kind of stuff do you do? Yeah, I do as much as I can. I do cold tub, acupuncture, massage. Uh, I do soft tissue work at the house. Diet is a big part of it too. Uh, my mom's a dietitian, so she's uh, helped me out in the past, and I've I've done. I feel like I've done a pretty good job of uh, eating right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just try and stick to my routine because recovery is just as important as getting in practices and stuff like that. So, so is there is there food that you can eat that takes the swelling out of your body? Like, what kind of stuff are you talking about yeah, putting yeah, in your body? You definitely want to uh, try and eat as many antioxidants or drink, you know, juices. I, I drink a lot of cherry juice. You know, I do turmeric, uh, just anything with antioxidants in it that can that can fight inflammation. So, and then there's a like uh, collagen, uh, vitamin C, things that battle, you know, especially with us about to go into the cold months. Uh, just trying to keep my body uh, in tip top shape. Boston, this season has not gone as we all planned it to go still a lot of football left take me inside the locker room what what has it been like with the guys and kind of the mood of the team 
Close-knit, man. Close-knit. You know, I feel like it's all, honestly brought us closer together. You know what I'm saying? Because we have so many things on the outside. You know, so many people on the outside looking in, you know, they want this to be wrong. They want that to be wrong. You know, this is falling apart. That is falling apart. But in, in all reality, I feel like it's brought us closer. You know, it's made us work harder uh, and just focus in on the little things. So, you know, I, I love I love the character of this team. You know, a lot of a lot of great stories, uh, a lot of hard workers, and not just because of, you know, the outside, but, you know, guys that are intrinsically motivated, you know, guys that have just that fire inside of them. And that's 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 this team. That's this coaching staff. That's this organization. And and everybody thinks, well, that that should be easy. But then you see, like, I don't know if you paid attention, but Dallas loses on Monday night. And then on Tuesday, there are all these reports about the Cowboys players speaking out about the coaching staff. So it's not really easy to have a close-knit mm-hmm. team, right? Like, you must take a lot of pride in that, that this team doesn't point fingers. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, it just says a lot about this team, man. You know, it, it's, at the end of the day, you can't point the finger, you know, because at the end, of, like, if you go back on, on film or, you know, this is a game of fundamentals. This is a game of inches, you know, and nobody can point the finger because in every game, somebody makes a mistake. You know what I'm saying? And so we, we, we understand that and we know that it takes all of us in order to be successful. So there's no point in pointing the finger at somebody, you know what I mean? Because it could be you next week or, you know what I'm saying? So that's just the way that this league works. So, you know, it only been, it's, it's beneficial to, to, come closer together and become more tight-knit, you know, because, like I said, it feels like, you know, kind of all the guns are pointed at us right now, you know, and so, you know, we're standing by each other no matter what. Hey, the offensive line has changed so much. For those who don't understand as a running back, how much more difficult does it make your job when you just haven't had time to work on the timing with the guys up front? How much of How much of running the football is based on the timing, the cohesiveness between a back and the offensive line. Yeah, that's that's big. That's big. That cohesiveness, that, that chemistry. Uh, I think that you know, getting those reps in with the guys is is so important, man. And and I truly believe that we've been doing the absolute best that we can to get as many reps in as we can. You know, with the timing, with the different looks, and there's a, there's truly a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, I feel like Coach Stalin has done a great job with it, with how many pieces have been moving around. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, those those reps are invaluable in the off season. And training camp uh, to create that chemistry. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, it comes down to fundamentals. You know, we just have to focus that much harder into our fundamentals, you know, so that we can we can be productive. Boston, there, there's a chance, we don't know what's going to happen with Miles as you and I speak, but that you'll be have a, a bit more of a, a role uh, getting more touches on Thursday night. Uh, how's that make you feel? I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I, I Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, re- I'm ready. We are ready. You know, we we're gonna work. We're gonna put our head down, and we're gonna we're gonna go out here and we're gonna compete like we have every single week. And I'm, I'm excited to see the results. Last one for you, Boston. What has it been like this year? You are no longer a surprise to defenses. They've spent the entire off season looking at Boston Scott and trying to take things away from you. What have they done differently? And I know they've done extra things to you. What's it been like for you? Well, I think the main thing is just, you know, uh, whenever I'm in, you know, they're, they're aware of, you know, the things that I was, you know, the ways that I was used last year where I was successful. Um, but honestly, I just feel, you know, it's, it's a new year. You know what I mean? I, I, I had some success last year and, 
you know, looking looking forward to this year and everything like that, man. I, I'm just trying to go out here and play. I'm, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna contribute. Um, I'm looking to make plays, you know, because I've been working. I've been working on my craft too. So uh, when the opportunity comes, I'm, I'm looking to seize it and uh, make the most of it. I feel a big spin move coming on Thursday night. <laughs> I love it. I, I hear you. Hey, man. Thanks so much, Boston. Good luck on Thursday. Appreciate it. Take care. The New York Giants have just one win this season. They've had a bunch of injuries themselves. It really sounds a lot like the Eagles, actually. So let's go and get our first look at the Giants from Giants.com. We welcome in John Smelk to talk about Daniel Jones, new head coach Joe Judge, and the New York football Giants. All right, time to talk about the New York Giants. who come to town on Thursday, John Smelk, Giants.com is the guest, and uh, congratulations to Joe Judge era, gets a victory against Washington, something the Eagles couldn't do. John, how is this team progressing? Uh, well, in steady improvement, Dave. Uh, there was a real, real bad loss that third week of the year against the 49er team that, as you're well aware of, is extremely banged up. They had a ton of injuries. Nick Mullins was the starting quarterback, and they lost to them by 29 points and that was the worst loss of the year but since then they played the Rams tight they played the Cowboys tight and then they beat Washington so it is a steady improvement they've had to game plan around some issues on the offensive line uh, obviously no Saquon Barkley no Sterling Shepard that hurts offensively too uh, but they're making slow but steady progress obviously not where they want to be but happy to be coming off a win alright so Daniel Jones has three touchdown passes all to Darius Slayton. Daniel also runs well, uh, playmaker, really, really impressive against the Dallas Cowboys. You guys should have won that game. Um, what kind of what, what have you seen from Jones? Yeah, he hit a 40-yard run last week. They've been starting to integrate some of those read option plays that Jason Garrett used with Dak Prescott down in Dallas. Uh, so I would expect to see some of that on Thursday if teams get a little too aggressive and downhill with their defensive line. Uh the problem is that the turnovers are, are, are still kind of popping up. There's been three red zone interceptions, which is something you don't want. There's uh, There was another one last week against Washington. Uh, the fumbling issue has popped up here and there. Uh, he, but he's been on the pressure a lot. And I talk about trying to work around some of the offensive line issues. He's been getting pressured a lot. I've been checked it since the Washington game. But going into that game, he had the highest pressure rate of any quarterback in the National Football League. And, yeah, he tends to hold the ball a little bit like a lot of young guys do. But it's not to the point where that's the reason the pressure rate is as high as it is he's accurate he's athletic the decision making has to get a little bit better and the turnovers have to get a little bit better so that's kind of where they are with daniel jones moving forward and the run game without saquon and the, the yards were very tough to come by for saquon what are you seeing in the run game has it gotten better with some stability up front yeah, it has. It has gotten better. They've actually run the ball the last two weeks better than they did with Saquon Barkley the first two weeks of the year when he can barely get into the positive column. Uh, they changed their approach in the run game a lot. They've gone from a, they went from a heavy zone scheme the first couple of weeks to more of a downhill power gap scheme. Type of, type of look where they're pulling guards, pulling tight ends, that sort of stuff to kind of get downhill a little bit more. And look, they're not running the you know what out of the ball, but they're getting three, four yards per carry, and they're trying to keep defenses honest so they can't pin their ear, ear back, uh, pin their ears back, and rush the passer. John, we know all about Darius Slayton. I mean, he was terrific against the Eagles last year in two games. I find it interesting. It'll be Darius Slay likely against Darius <laughs> Slayton this week. Um, but what other weapons does does New York use without Shepard? And, you know, what are, where are they gaining positive yards in the pass game? Uh, without Darren, not including Darius Slayton, not a lot, <laughs> to be honest with you, Dave. 
And, and look, Slayton's been great. One thing to keep an eye on this week is that he was questionable with a foot injury heading into Sunday's game. Uh, he was limited in practice all week heading into that Washington game. And then he tweaked his ankle twice during the game uh, against Washington. So that's something to keep an eye on on a short week. Evan Ingram's been quiet. Uh, they've had trouble getting him the ball on the move down the field. He's done a lot of you know shorter stuff. He had a 20-yard pass on the first play of the game against Washington. We'll only call one other pass the rest of the game. So they really need to get him going. Golden Tate, who was very good last year, he averaged over 13 yards per catch. He's been very quiet this year. They've had trouble getting the ball in his hands so he can use that yards after the catch ability that he's so well known for. So it's been hard going. Slayton's been most of the offense. As you mentioned, all three of Jones' touchdown passes have gone to him. He's been uh, the guy who's made all of their you know, big 20-plus yard pass catches as well. So other than him, the offense that has been tough to come by. Gosh, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it sounds like the Eagles. I mean, with all the injuries and just you can't really get on track. Uh, very tough times for, for both teams offensively. The Giants have scored the last couple of weeks on defense. That certainly has helped a lot. What kind of scheme is Joe playing up there? Yeah, you know, they started the season, and his defensive coordinator is Patrick Graham, who was with Miami last year, was with New England prior to that. So he wanted to do that. Matt Patricia, you know, Brian Flores, Bill Belichick, single high, cover one type of scheme. And they tried doing that early in the season. It was not effective, uh, other than James Bradbury, who is playing at an all-pro level. He's probably the best cornerback I've seen here um, since George Jenkins when he had his Pro Bowl year back in 2016. He's been phenomenal, but they don't really have other guys that can cover man-to-man. So the last couple weeks, they've gone to really heavy cover three, cover two, keep everything in front of you, occasionally blitz. Their blitz rate is is in the top half of the league, but they've blitzed less the last couple of weeks. And I think they're just in that mode where they're going to trust their big guys up front, which is a strength of the defense. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, really good interior players. Trust those guys with Blake Martinez, who's playing well to stop the run, play two safeties deep, play cover three some of the time, and just make teams slowly matriculate up and down the field, try not to give up big plays. And that's been their strategy the last three weeks, really. I thought it was going to be a deal where, yeah, you do that against L.A., you do that against Dallas, they have explosive offenses. And I thought against Washington, you might see a little bit more man-to-man as they have Terry McLaurin and not a whole lot other than him in terms of making big plays. But they stuck to that zone scheme. So I would expect a lot of cover three, a lot of cover two, some quarters against the Eagles and, and, and see in terms of, you know, Keep everything in front of them, and don't let Philly make those big plays over the top. So let's 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 review here. Uh, you got a, a very talented quarterback, but you've turned the ball over too much. Your offensive line is struggling. You've had a bunch of injuries on offense. The strength of your team is your defensive line. Check, 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 check. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I think these are, these are mirror these are mirror images playing each other on Thursday night for I, I mean first place in the NFC East. It's crazy. And look, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I got to give Jason Garrett credit. You know, I, I walked out of that game. I looked at the box score. I'm like, 240 yards of offense against Washington? Ugh, they only, you know, one defensive touchdown and they scored only 20 points. Ugh. Then I watched the tape and I got to give Garrett credit. I thought he really, you know, schemed up his offensive attack against Washington as well as he could. You know how great their defensive line is. Five first round picks. You know, they have one of the highest sack rates in the league. And he used play action more than half the time. He did a lot of quick game, did some RPOs. 
anything he possibly could to slow down Washington's pass rush. And he said, look, I might not score a lot of points with this strategy, but I'm going to prevent mistakes from my quarterback. I'm going to protect them. And I'm going to turn this game into a slow down slugfest. The Giants, they've only had six possessions on offense against Washington. Six. That's it. So that's why the points were actually as low as they were. So I would expect them, even with all of Philly's injuries on offense, to take a similar approach because of the Eagles' strength rushing the passer. They're going to want to try to drag this game into the muck a little bit and make it you know, a slow pace, one-score game, where if you're in the teens or the low 20s, one play here or there, like those defensive touchdowns you mentioned, anything can happen. The rest of the country, John, might think it's ugly, but to us... It's it's <laughs> NFC East beauty. That's what it's going to be. John, I appreciate it very much, man. Hey, Dave, anytime, my friend. Take care. Raise a glass to that comforting feeling of an Eagles touchdown with the all-new Broad and Patterson Wine Collection created in partnership with Wink, featuring a Cabernet, a Rosé, and a Chardonnay. Broad and Patterson Wines are the perfect pairing for any occasion. Now you can bring the sweet taste of victory with you to a dinner with friends or to the tailgate with your game day crew. Purchase online today at philadelphiaeagles.com slash wine to stock up and have Broad and Patterson delivered right to your door. A portion of proceeds from every bottle benefit Eagles Autism Foundation. That will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle, and a whole lot more helping us out here. Thanks to all of you for joining us on the Eagles Insider Podcast. If you have a moment to give us a five-star review, we would appreciate it. We're back with the post-game show, the post-game instant reaction uh, late on Thursday night. So make sure you're with us at that time. As the Eagles look to get to 2, 4, and 1, which in the NFC East would actually put them in first place. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles Insider podcast three times a week, but make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts, which give you the news in a flash Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts.